Greetings, citizens of Earth. You are barking a happy tune with my pal Smurf of Smurf and the Magic Tones on 5280 Geek. From the Vegas Studios, it is Weekend Geek Update. Smurf here, and I have my crew back after questioning across the globe. One of our sponsors, yes. Susie Q's. Hello. Who is hard at work. You have lots of shit going on. I do. I have lots of stuff going on. Uh, of course, our brilliant cameraman, The Deem. The infamous Hello. Vadim. And then, of course, our other sponsor who is laid up at home right now. We hope he gets better soon. Mr. Matt Campbell, who is also our sponsor. He is, um, is Action Line Studios. Is Matt ill or injured? Ill. Oh. Not mentally. I mean, he's an Avalanche fan, so I know he's very excited about Wednesday's right? game. So am I. So if you go to actionlinestudios.com and you enter in the code 5280, you will receive a 15% discount on your purchase. Uh, Mythica Presents is a very intriguing, interesting... It is. It's World War zombies, not zombies, vampires, scots and kilts and... So good. Right, right. I'm addicted to it. Check it out. You also can go to local shops if you are so inclined um, here in town. I know we've got them in Boulder, uh, All Seas Collectibles. Yep. Um, Trying to remember all the other places. But if you go online, you are guaranteed that 15%, which is exactly what you want. It's true. It is true. Get well soon, Matt. Get well soon, Matt. Feel better. Um, That way, when the puck drops... (laughs) Never mind. I'm not going to use that joke. Oh Never my mind. God. <laughs> <sighs> so bad, so bad. So anyway, we are here. Lots to report. But before we started, we received earth-shattering news, ladies and gentlemen. The world as we know it is coming to an end as BTS has indefinitely suspended Indefinite hiatus. Tour. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. They just put out a new record last week. They just signed a Buku contract, didn't they? They did. Um, they renewed their contract, I think, last year that's supposed to go through 2027. And, uh, yeah, I'm really sad. I know it doesn't sound like I'm really sad. But yeah, I'm really sad. We just, we just got this news uh, via Red and because uh, Red is my Korean pop culture cor- cohort. Um yeah, there. It sounds like they're going to pursue some solo careers. And the team and I were talking about it a little bit earlier. Uh, they've been a band for like ten years, and so the person you are when you're 19 is not the person you are when you're 29. And so uh, people grow and change, and and I think this project needs to grow and change. Even though it's a little sad, we they're one of the top selling music acts in the world. They have the highest social media following, like the highest. Um, record sales, all kinds of stuff. So it's it's going to leave a void for sure. But I'm interested to see what they put out individually. If they put anything out. Uh, Red <laughs> sent this message while we were, uh, while we were talking about this. Apparently, I have gone so far into the K-hole, which is she calls uh, her K-dramas. Yes. Uh, my alien body has... Uh, rejected and reformed special powers like Superman and Earth's yellow sun, I think I broke up BTS. 
Well, I feel like if she had that much sway over the universe, she could have done something more constructive. <laughs> like what? Make a better margarita? <laughs> Make a better margarita. Um, get get my K-drama boyfriend to come visit me. I don't know. There's lots of things she could have done. Ended world hunger. Um, I don't know. Tons of things she could have done rather more, than. More K-drama. Yeah. Than well, more K-drama. More K-drama. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll see what happens. It's very interesting. I know we normally don't report on... On K-pop boy bands? No. This is all my doing. <laughs> this is all you're doing. <laughs> to yeah. be fair. But that's okay. Widening our, our, our brand, our band. Yeah. I know after this, Vadim said he was going to rush out and buy a BTS t-shirt before they're gone. I know. Swoop up know. all that merch, people, because <laughs> <laughs> this is it. <laughs> This is how the world ends. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what do we got coming up this week? Oh, International Sushi Day, which uh, we have Saturday. On Saturday. June 18th. Come and join us. All and of Vadim us. And will yeah. be there, too. Uh, we are at 3700 Havana Street from 1 to 5 p.m. Yeah. We are educating. We have crafts. We have games. We have education, all the likes. I'm so excited. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Um, the sushi competition. Sushi yeah. competition. A chef will walk away with $1,000. I know. I, one of my favorite local chefs is in that competition. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love uh, Matsuhisa. Oh, okay. Um, it's a Nobu restaurant, and I'm sure Nobu? I butchered. Yeah, Nobu. Nobu. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> I just like saying it that way. No, I'm sure I butchered that name, and I apologize if I did. No, but uh, Chef Nobu is one of my favorite chefs in the world, and and his Denver restaurant's pretty fabu. So fabu for fabu. Nobu. Yep. <laughs> oh my god! God, we were... haven't even been drinking today. No. Yet. <laughs> no. Good Matt just messaged me, and then he's like, "You drinking?" And I'm like, "No." no. <laughs> Go away, Matt. Uh, (laughs) i'll hose the rest of the day so come and join us it is free to attend yep uh and you'll get some you'll get some sushi we'll get some education on uh soju our friend over golden moon distillery that vadim and i toured earlier in the year we'll be there with uh four cocktails that are based on their soju that vadim and i tried so we're excited we're we're we're, this is this is It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So come and hang out. Uh, Other things going on. um, I don't even know how I want to approach this. This is frightening. Okay. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Lady Gaga is in talks to play Harlequin opposite Joaquin Phoenix. In the Joker sequel. Joker sequel. And they're saying it's going to be a musical. Well, okay. So... She was really good in that film with Bradley Cooper, which I only saw yeah, once. Yeah, but how and- much is that her and how much of that was Bradley Cooper? I mean, he's not, like, hard on the eyes or anything. No, Ooh. but they didn't they get, like, Oscar nominations and things I like that I think so, that but that was like a it? remake of a remake of a remake, though. That doesn't mean that she wasn't good in it. I th- right, I fair. think she I think she's very I think she's very flexible in the she work is. she puts out and and <clears throat> We're talking, I, I mean, is, I don't want to knock comic book movies because that's not only our bread and butter, but they're a lot of fun. But this isn't, you know, great works of cinema. They're fun movies. And I think, and she's got a really interesting public persona. And I think that. She could play Harley. Let's Let's make could. no mistake. 
she's got crazy to an art. I mean, it, you'll, she'll flip the switch and you won't yeah. even know it. I mean, how she showed up at how many different Oscars? She right? showed up in an egg and one. And that the meat, meat dress. dress. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I think, and we've seen a lot weirder casting. I mean, to if you want to talk about slightly odd casting, Christopher Walken is going to play Shaddam the fourth in the next installment of Dune and that not that he's a bad actor or anything but that voice is not when you think of imperial presence that Christopher Walken it's bring a gangster ex- <laughs> I know you bring this to me here <laughs> now like this it's just I gotta be- kill you I'm sorry yeah, I I mean, if you want to talk about odd casting, I don't think that Lady Gaga in as Harley Quinn is that odd. You, by comparison. the lady <laughs> of Gaga, Gaga, right? I don't know because I was I, uh, and it's funny because we were just talking about Kaylee Cuoco doing the voice for Harley, right? I love and season that three cartoon. coming out for yeah. Harley and, and Poison Ivy. So there's a lot of Harleys out there, but I don't, I don't. I'm very curious to see how this goes. Despite everything that's gone on with the Joker, with Joaquin Phoenix, and not having any Batman, the film grossed $1.07 billion It was a big worldwide. movie. It yes. was a big and movie. And actually, I forgot, uh, Joaquin Phoenix won the Oscar for Best Actor for yeah. that. So I'm very curious to see what they got. And it's only in talks. Everything could literally go south on this. Right. Christopher Walken could be there and talk. Yes, I know. It's a horrible Christopher Walken. <laughs> You're doing better than I could. <laughs> it's the pacing. It and, is. You know. It is. Oh, I really do want to see him in Dune, though. That will. Oh, I'm so excited. I to think see that casting is set. I think that's a thing that's going to oh, happen. It's, it's going to happen. Uh, we will see it. It's, it's quite, you know. <clears throat> I saw some girls, some young ladies at Starfest that had made their own still suits, and they looked amazing. And so, you know what a what a June fan I am. So I stopped them. We were talking about it. They're only, and again, this I'm not taking a swipe at them. Their only exposure to Dune is um, that movie. Is the Denis Villanova Villanova Villanova? I'm sorry, I don't speak French. Um, but that the newest incarnation oh, with yeah. Timothy Chalamet and mm-hmm. uh, Jason Momoa and Zendaya. And so they have no history with the books. And so I asked them, I said, well, what do you think about Christopher Walken playing Shaddam the Fourth? And they were like, we don't know who that is. And so we had to have it like a crash course. Oh, we need Dune to have lesson. Words. And I think they went and bought the books. Um, a friend of mine. at the not know who Christopher Walken is. How dare you? They knew who Christopher Walken was. They didn't know the character because oh, okay. they only... Okay, they that only, makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, their only reference to Dune was that film, and Shaddam the Fourth hasn't been in that film yet, no, so just, that's all. Just rumored. Yeah. Hey, I'm Baba. I think they went to the bookstore and got the books, though. Good. So. I'm, uh, encouraging reading. Yeah. Uh, other major character development actors that we should probably talk about, which this actually was announced yesterday, is Neil Patrick Harris. <gasps> Right? N-P-H is joining Doctor Who. Woohoo! Uh, Emmy and Tony winning actor uh, and comedian. Uh, I mean... Close-up magician? The man is just so damn talented. Right? Uh, is joining the 60th anniversary to air in 2023. Uh, Russell T. Davies said, It's my huge honor to open our studio doors for the mighty... 
Neil Patrick the mighty Harris. Neil Patrick but Harris. who, why, what is he playing? You'll just have to wait. Uh, but I promise you, the stuff we're shooting now is off the scale. Doctor, beware! Wait. I can't wait. So I have a theory. <clears throat> Could be bunnies. Could be bunnies. Uh, <laughs> Could not be bunnies. Could not be bunnies. I okay. think if you're going to bring in Neil Patrick Harris, what better role for him to play than the Valyard? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Because somebody posed that to me because this came out yesterday. Right, and I, right. I had a ton of questions come to me. Uh, you can at me anytime you want. Ask me any kind of question because I have a question coming for later for yes. answer that yes. I've been saving for. Yes. Um, but they asked me who do I think – Neil Patrick Harris is going to play because I've been on lots of Doctor Who panels and right. I called the whole end of time, the box, all of right, it. Right, right. And I was so proud of myself. Well, you're more dialed in than most. So I think <clears throat> the Valyard. The Valyard. Think about it. The 60th anniversary, yeah. we're bringing back Tennant, uh, uh, Donna, Wilf is back. I know. I'm Billy so Piper's excited got about that. Rumors <clears throat> that she's there. I know. I love Donna. I. I thought that was some of the best Doctor Who. I, as much as I love Billy Piper um, and the way that they interacted, you know, with her family on the show, and, and um, you know, because you see, you see the evolution of the Doctor in the modern era. Mm-hmm. So Rose was up for adventure. She was. She loved the Doctor. She loved the life, well, and the she was. And she her. was. Well, of course he did, but she was all about the adventure. Let's go. Yes. No, Poor no Mickey. hesitation. Poor let's Mickey. let's get in the car and go. Just left <clears throat> standing there on the curb. Martha wanted to be that, but the doctor was too heartbroken and couldn't see Martha for who she was, and so she just kind of gets overlooked. But Donna acts. She was the rebound companion. Donna acts as the doctor's. <laughs> conscience she doesn't let him just bulldoze over everybody and make these unilateral decisions and you know she always was like hey wait a minute there's consequences to what we do and you can't just barge in here and take control and that was really fascinating because that's not what we've seen from any like historically any of the companions it's true um so she was just she was a fully formed character in her own right and Catherine tate portrayed her beautifully and just this hold on stop you have a responsibility with this much power and it was it was fantastic i love donna love her oh oh now i'm gonna have to go watch that whole season again damn it (laughs) son of a bitch um i am excited to see this i am very anxious to see what rtd has in store for us for the 60th i I know this is I, this may be an inadvertently controversial statement, but I've always liked the anniversary specials. But it's I, a lot of people don't; um, they think they're too ham-fisted or or what have you. But I always I always liked them. Yes, I thought they were very sweet. So worth it. Another thing that I was right about. <laughs> we should just make it a segue. <laughs> we really should. Uh, MCU Thunderbolts movie. Right? Happening. Right? That's the first thing I was like, ah, oh, Smurf was right. The minute okay. I saw that headline. <laughs> uh, and to be fair, when the Thunderbolts were created back in the day, it was basically a ripoff of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like, make no mistake, Marvel knew exactly what they were doing. Oh, yeah. They're like, 
nope, this we're ripping it off. And and it's there's the story. The villains are working to lessen their time yeah. to get free. So the Thunderbolts live action movie with Jake Sheert set to direct the MCU film. Uh, this looks to be uh, pretty pretty fantastic. I'm just gonna say right. I now. wasn't even surprised. Usually MCU announcements are surprising to me or at least interesting. But I just saw Thunderbolts and I was like, yep. You've been you've been on that trail for I've a been while. On that, I yeah. knew uh, the Black Widow screen writer Eric Pearson uh, is writing the script as we speak. Marvel Studios nice. uh, president Kevin Feige is once again attached as executive producer. As of right now, no cast members are attached to the Thunderbolts as the project is in the development phase. So, I think the rumors that I have heard. Um, We've got Lady Viper, who right. is um, Julia Louise Dreyfus' mm-hmm. character, who mm-hmm. keeps popping up. That makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. So I think she's the one that's organizing the the whole Thunderbolt, Thunderbolts crew. Right. So we'll have Baron Zemo. We'll yeah. have U.S. Agent. Yeah. We'll have um, the White Widow, or I don't know what we're calling. Yelena. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they're going to keep her the White Widow, or they're going to just transfer Black Widow title to her but i think that's for sure the lineup so far how we get to the red hulk i'm gonna bet comes out of she hulk probably and that leaves because isn't tim roth uh well tim roth's reprising abomination abomination, which would be kind of neat if oh if the see that's an interesting thought because now that we lost um william hurt right uh because general ross spoilers He's the Red Hulk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm shocked. What? 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 A decade in, can, and nobody I was knew this. Say, can you spoil something that old? I was so I lost so much <laughs> faith in that character as soon as that reveal. I was pissed. I threw. I don't throw comics. I right? threw that book. Oh like, my god. Oh well, fuck you. I was so <laughs> pissed. I was angry. You had a comic book tantrum. I did. I was like, oh. <laughs> I had to go buy a new one, so my run was, like, pristine. But that one, it ate hard on that wall. Just So I was angry with that development. But Abomination to take the replace of the Red Hulk yeah. would be kind of, would be an interesting. I don't know if Tim Roth would do it, though. I mean, he might. Isn't he reprising his role as the Abomination, yeah. though? So why wouldn't he do it? That's a good question. He might. That'd be it, kind of fun. It I'd sounded like, like he had a good time the he first did. go round. And so. he does. Well, I mean, his character shows up in Doctor Strange. Right. But, uh, or no, Spider-Man. Pardon me, Spider-Man. Um, that leaves one character, and I think we're going to get him in the Iron Wars. Okay. The Beetle has yet to show up, who is the, the leader Beetle. of oh my the God. Thunderbolts. He's Mach, he's Mach 1 or Mach right, 5. Right, And it is the Beatle. Talk about deep dives. I, I would love. <laughs> are you kidding me? I would love. <laughs> I have been screaming for. I just Because there's two characters that I wanted to see most of all. Taskmaster. Right. Who also may appear as a Thunderbolt. Right. And the Beatle. Those are the two characters that I have actually been screaming for. Is it going to be real Taskmaster or is it going to be like. That rando taskmaster from ran, I don't from know. I don't know what happened. The black to her. window, black the black window, yeah, the black window, right. the, black the black eye is what I call it. Widow but, you know. movie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you sure, you, what's in the little Hello Kitty bottle over there? Shh, shh. 
just water i swear um i haven't even had any coffee today yikes so yeah. there are a lot of opportunities there's a lot of characters i will be excited to see baron zemo come back because i right? loved him in uh, uh winter Falcon soldier and, and winter soldier yeah. yeah i love so i'd say this all the time but i love when the mcu brings back the hints of the original costuming like the comic costumes that makes me so happy like when luke cage crawls out of that pool and puts on his power man uniform like i love that and so when we saw that little glimpse of you know purple balaclava baron zemo that just it just i don't know i'm a dork for costumes i think it's fantastic he was such a badass the way he just conducted himself and just right just like (laughs) screw the lot of you right all out so as more information comes across on this, I will let you know. But I just wanted – we should keep a scoreboard somewhere. We don't need to keep a – I don't usually – I don't usually begrudge you being right. I know you don't. There was, you know, that one thing, which I don't even remember what it was anymore. That was the one thing that kind of irritated me that you were right. But <laughs> <laughs> if you get a scoreboard – don't get a scoreboard get for a score me. Board. I won't. Because <laughs> then, then as soon as I do, I'll start being wrong. Right. I jinx myself. Your, your stats will decline. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. Uh, coming out <laughs> of Netflix Geeked Week uh, comes a very interesting announcement. And I'm not surprised, but I'm not sure how the nerd culture is going to respond to this. Masters of the Universe Revolution announced... Uh, Kevin Smith is returning to executive produce Masters of the Universe Revolution, a new animated He-Man production that looks to be the sequel to the 2021's Masters of the Universe Revelation. Uh, Build as an all-new story in the battle for Eternia. Yeah, damn you, He-Man! <laughs> Revolution will once pit He-Man and his allies against the nefarious Skeletor <laughs> while picking up right where the pre- previous series left off. <laughs> Trying not to laugh while I'm reading this. Oh, my God. Ah, um, ah, damn I, you, He-Man! I love that we're reliving our childhood in our 40s. Like, I just, you know... Need a bowl of sugar cereal and watch He-Man all morning, and I'm absolutely good to go. Uh, <laughs> this is the opportunity to truly go wild, according to <laughs> Kevin Smith. <laughs> oh my god! Um, wow. So it will. We'll see what happens. Uh, Kevin Smith has already got. Uh, the first eight episodes turned in. Oh, wow. So he is well on his way for whatever whatever may be in front awesome. of us. I'm just... <sighs> I just laughed at the last one because they lit Moss Man on fire. <laughs> <laughs> he goes running as he bursts in the flames. Oh, my God. So wrong. It's awesome. I love that none of us got any older. We just got taller. <laughs> And in my case, wider. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So great. Um, that's all I really got on, on uh, Revolution, uh, which I, 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 Kevin Smith did go on to say that, of course, after, you know, everything that went on, Revolution is all its nest. The uh, picture is very mm, gr- ah, gruesome because you've got the image of Skeletor's face. It looks like 
Tila's crown and the sword of power laying on the ground. So we'll see what happens. I'm curious who they get the voice. Hopefully, I'm sure Mark Hamill's going to come back. Right. Because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Uh, what else we got? So speaking of kind of like 80s and time travel and <laughs> everything. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> um, <laughs> get ready for an 80s time travel adventure with the first look at the Paper Girls TV show. I love that book. I loved Paper Girls. So love, love, love. I did not see this. I Well, okay, wait. Let me retrace my, my words. I did not read this series. I am completely late to the party, and which is very unusual for me because uh, Brian K. Vaughn, who I absolutely adore as a right. writer, is the person that wrote Paper Girls. Mm-hmm. And now, of course, number one is shooting uh, through the roof. The comic book series uh, was out in 2015. Yep. Is that correct? Yep. Uh, so, and there were, what, how many issues? 12? No. It's got to no, be more than that. I don't that. remember. But uh, the story focuses on 12-year-old children, and there's time travel. It's great. It's a little bit like... What do I want to say? It's a little... Stranger Things? It's a little Stranger Things, a little Goonies. I mean, it was fantastic. I need to... I didn't realize they were making a show, so I need to go back and revisit. I loved it. I love Brian K. Vaughn. Um, obviously, Saga. Um, and then that... What is it? Uh, that Canadian post-apocalyptic thing. We are... What is it? We are... Or we stand together or we stand something like that. It was not my usual pick, but um, the comic store I was going to at the time, they would pull things in anticipation of what you might like. And I was buying so much saga. Kind of preemptive. Yeah. And I got, God, what is that? I really liked it. Um, It's we stand or we... I don't remember. I'll have to look it up. But it was it was so good. And the art was so good. And um, and Paper Girls was so charming. And in just kind of a bookend of weirdness, I was reading Paper Girls and revisiting Jim Mahfood's uh, Girl Scouts at the same time. So like on the very, 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 very shallow surface, they seem like they're going to be the same kind of story, but they're not at all. So it was a very it was a very disparate reading experience. Um, (laughs) Whoa, Nelly. Yeah, I really liked Paper Girls. It was really cute. So they've already actually got uh, the stars set. Sophia Rosinski as Mac. Mm -hmm. uh, Cameron Jones as Tiffany. Riley Lai Nell as Aaron. And uh, Fiona Starza as uh, KJ. Fun. Ali Wong is also playing the adult version of Aaron. How great is Ali Wong? Ali Wong is spectacular. I love her. She's so funny. So I was absolutely surprised, like you, that I knew it was coming, but I didn't know they were so far along on the production and everything else. So the synopsis is out there. They haven't announced when... Uh, they're going to premiere, but look for the... Is that Netflix or... I think it's Netflix. Awesome. So we'll be able to... Because Brian, Brian K. Vaughn, I shouldn't right. just call him Brian. 
Uh, he, <laughs> my, he does, he my does get a little racy Brian. sometimes. He does uh, a little racy. <laughs> and when I say, like, Tony, they're like, Tony who? Tony Todd. <laughs> oh. <God>. Smurf, <laughs> stop being an asshole. Okay. Oh, my you. God. Um, yeah, Brian K. Vaughn does kind of stretch those limits of, yeah. of you know. But he's so, it's so good. It it's is never, so good. Even if he does push the envelope a little bit, you never come away from that feeling icky or unhappy it's there there's i feel like there's a reason for why he does those mm-hmm. things it's not completely gratuitous well and i feel bad because why the last man did not get a fair right a fair outing no it didn't like like cowboy bebop um it was completely i mean cowboy bebop was closer to the source material than why the last man was yeah why the it last was. man was just train wreck with the story so i'm i'm curious well, to see what paper girls is i'll probably pick up the trades now so i can be in on be in the, the story be in on the low low yeah the the thing about film and tv adaptations is that often the original creative team is not part of the process and so it loses something in that translation. And I'm not, I'm not usually one of those people that is like, oh, only the book or, you know, only the source material and everything else is garbage. You, you, have, to make, you have to make some adjustments and allowances when you move from, um, from media to media. Mm-hmm. But Why the Last Man was just... And and then with comic books, too, as I wander back and forth through this forest, um, the people that create the comic books don't own the work. And so when you sell those rights, it can become anything, uh, Lucifer. Uh, (laughs) I know you don't like, but I really did like Lucifer. I love Tom Ellis as, as Lucifer. Well, I liked... And that's an excellent example. So when Lucifer came out, it wasn't it wasn't a bad show. It just wasn't my wasn't favorite Lucifer. show. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't what I had envisioned. And so you know, people are not wrong for liking it. It wasn't a bad show. It just wasn't my jam. Uh, so you know, when that came out, a lot of people were you know inboxing Neil and saying, "Well, how do you feel about this?" And he had to he got so much so many inquiries about it that he had to make a statement (laughs) that said the lucifer that i wrote doesn't belong to me dc and vertigo can do whatever they want with it um because it belongs to them it's their property and i think we forget that sometimes because we identify so strongly with the writer or with the artist and we we lose track of who the content actually belongs to and and what the are able and allowed to do with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just because we're having kind of a golden age right now where things are appearing in film and and TV, the way that we imagine them doesn't mean that everybody's going to follow suit. Well, we shall, we shall see what happens. I'm very, very curious. I didn't know it was going to be a show. I'm so excited now. There you go. There you go. See learning, learning Learning and entertaining. Uh, in comic book news as well, Bruce Campbell of Army of Darkness fame will be writing a DC horror comic book bringing back Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead. Oh, I know. Did you see the art for this? 
looks so fun. It looks so fun. I am so excited about this. Uh, Bruce Campbell will make his mark on the DC Universe with the upcoming DC horror comic book uh, series, Sergeant Rock vs. the Army of Dead, which brings back a classic DC character. Very classic. Uh, Sergeant Rock was created back in 1959? Is it really that old? Yeah, he's uh, Joe Kubert's Kubert's, uh, creation uh, from way, 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 way back in the day uh, before his sons. Uh, The issue, the first issue will be out September 27th, uh, which is right around the corner. And it is six issues. Number one has a ton of different variants. And they look the artwork and everything on this looks spectacular. Spectacular from what I've seen it of the It's very Bruce. Like the, it is the very things Bruce. the things that we've seen come out of there that is very clearly Bruce Campbell. That can be anything else. So good. And he's such a. f I mean, I remember chatting with him a little bit at Denver Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, and he is just the man is He's just smooth. He's he's he suave is. and he's got an edge to him. Like, go away, son. You bother me, see? Right. You know? we- <laughs> <laughs> I I hosted him for Tatter Cover several years at the Alamo Draft House on Sloan's Lake, and um, you know, as we're setting up for the event, his team are are going over the rules and regulations as everybody does. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, his his team leader was saying, "Okay, well, you know, we're only going to sign Bruce related things. We're not going to we're not going to sign like your Hello Kitty iPhone. And at the time, my phone had a Hello Kitty case on it. And I I, we were um, we were taking pictures and, and all kinds of stuff at that moment. And so Bruce came in just as, as his team leader was saying, we're not going to sign, you know, your Hello Kitty phone. And Bruce is like, what is this stuff? And he takes my phone and he's like, Bleh. and he pretended to throw it. He wasn't really going to throw of course. it. Um, but he was like, we don't sign Hello Kitty phone. It was just this funny coincidence and very, you know, like you said, go away, kid. You're bothering me. Go away, kid. You're bother- uh, and I loved his pictures at Denver Comic Con because he had like couples that would go up. And uh-huh. he would push, push, them, push the, the husband out. away. Yeah, or the date <laughs> the or whatever. And he's just all like, hey, babe. I mean, it was so, it was, it's, it's just so Campbell. Did you see the, the signing session where he was uh, heckling the Green Power Ranger, yes. Jason David Frank? That was so funny. Uh, <laughs> and you can't get mad at you can't get no, mad at him. You can't get mad at him because he's such a he's such a he's such a charismatic guy. Yeah, I really like Campbell. A lot. We love Bruce Campbell. So yes, I will be supporting this comic book. I will be putting it in my top five, guaranteed, uh, when it hits in September. <laughs> uh, also in Marvel, well, in Marvel news, not also, but in Marvel news, separate uh, in video games. Actually, we got a trailer for Darkness Falls. Uh, Hell's Army just got stronger. We're going to need some backup. Marvel's Midnight Suns, a tactical wow. RPG um, from Fraxis, and uh, it will be in 2K. It will launch worldwide October 7th of this year. Pre-orders are up right now, and you can go to midnightsuns.2k.com to get in on the pre-order. I'm sure you can go down to... Platforms? Uh, all platforms. Oh. So X-Bone, X-Unlimited... <laughs> Whatever Xbox you happen to have, it's on there. Um, I don't have an Xbox. What's wrong with you? I have a PlayStation. At this point, I have a. Do we have a five? We have a four. We have a PS4 and a Switch. (laughs) What's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me. Xbox is the way. 
this is the way. No. <laughs> no. Well, we're not going to get into that fight because that is just <laughs> way too long. Uh, the trailer is very interesting. I, I'm I'm kind of digging it. Um, Lilith is back from the Midnight Suns, nice. and nice. she corrupts a few heroes and turns them dark. Of course, one of which is the Hulk. Right. And they got these big, huge horns and flames oh, coming off cool. their head. Uh, but on the other side, which I'm sure you could probably play, is Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, um, I think Scarlet Witch... And there was another character that I was just kind of like, hmm, interesting choice. I'll have to check that out. I was looking for a new game. I will put the link to the trailer for YouTube up on the post on 5280geek.com. The last game I bought was slightly disappointing. What was it? Lego Star Wars. You know, you can only go back to the well so many times with that. It's... Too, so I'm not a Twitch gamer. Big surprise. Like, my favorite game is Animal Crossing. Um, so it's... I wouldn't go so far as to say that the LEGO video games are Twitch gaming, but moves way faster than I can process. Okay. And the dual player mode is really hard because it... Um, the way that it divides the screen, you can't... Oh, no. And see. moving around is a little challenging. Um I don't know. I'll give it another chance, but it wasn't. We historically enjoy those Lego games. They're pretty fun, but it was hard to. This one is hard to maneuver. Well, and I think they've gone back to the well. They've tried to redesign these games. They've made it more open world. The Mm -hmm. last Lego game I got was the DC Villains. Yeah. Which was fine. It was entertaining, but the open world is just. My favorite was Marvel. Right. Um, they have this really fun sequence with Spider-Man mm-hmm. and Marvel Sandman, and it was it was just and we, you know, when those started coming out, our son was little, and so that was a good game for him to play, and it was fun to play as a family. But right. this one is just like I said, it it moves faster than I do. I, I'll, I'll admit that I'm likely the problem here. Um, and then, like I said, that split screen is odd. It, that would it's, be that would mess it's with odd me. yeah i just like running around as the flash because he's just too fast to keep <laughs> up and you just keep running into shit i think it would be funny on the lego game if you could just run the flash into walls and he would just go through right and you would transfer to the other character until the flash rematerializes somewhere else i think that would be fun <laughs> that's just my mind it's twisted that way so orville is back which you're not watching because you don't have hulu I'm not watching because I'm not a huge Seth MacFarlane Which fan. is another thing. Very good sci-fi. Very, very solid. And I noticed John Favreau is still uh, a consultant on that. Is he? Yes. You know, we watched the first season, and it was it was very Seth. Um, my it pro- was. My problem with it isn't the cast or the writing or the production. It's something more personal, and I won't unpack that here. No, but, that's fine. Um, it just... Sometimes I don't see Tom Cruise movies. No, neither do I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but sometimes when I'm encountering Seth MacFarlane in the world, his work or or him or whatever, I can't help but wonder uh, how far off his portrayal of Brian the dog is from his actual personality. I don't think there's a lot of difference there. I don't think there is. And that just doesn't work with me personally. So, again... I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. You're not wrong for that. It's I'm, just not my jam. I'm very intrigued by it. It's very good sci-fi writing. It's not preachy. Right. And there's some kind of, like, I mean, we've only seen two episodes, and it's kind of, you know, 
Spacey Wacy and some right. creep factor to it. I don't think you would have liked this last episode because <laughs> people get turned into spiders. Oh no! They're like fly people. And, yeah, there's this one scene. Because I saw what happened when we showed you the boys. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, that was an explosive reaction, let me tell you. Um. So, yeah, that episode of the boys, dear listeners, has, has developed a fun new game here at work called Inappropriate Office Bingo. Whereas every time Smurf terrorizes me with inappropriate content, uh, I mark a square on my bingo card. And every time I get a bingo, they have to buy me a present. It doesn't have to be a big present or a fancy present. But uh, Smurf is going to be looking for a second job soon. (laughs) You know it. I'm saving this Vans off the wall sticker for you as the first gift. That was horrifying. That was horrifying. It was like I can't even. I can't even. (laughs) I'm still thinking the physics is off on that. That is your problem with that situation. Although I see that I asked, I act all (laughs) outraged about that. But I've been for the last week. I've been asking Smurf if uh, if uh, Jensen Ackles would have suffocated in that bag of cocaine faster than you know his heart exploded. So. His heart had to be racing like a rabbit's. I mean, right, right. I just love that butchers just shaking bacon him in that thing. I literally, God, that was horrifying. Like, okay, so lay it on me. Let's hear it. I know I can be overly PC. I try. I I know I can. I try not to force that on other people, though. We appreciate Um, that. And I don't. I don't tell you your business. That was so over the top. Though. It was over the top. It was really. Like, and I know it's only getting worse, too. I had nightmares about that. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. Uh. Uh, <laughs> so the boys is out and it is it is breaking records of a lot of things. Grossness. Vulgarity. <laughs> Upsetness. Graphic, graphic was- images. Things I didn't even think about. Things I wouldn't have thought about. That was just gratuitous. I'm thinking. It it contributed nothing. It was just gross. Well, it contributed a lot. Kind of. <laughs> I just like that you give me this. Enter Sorak blink here. Bing, bing. Um, there, are, there are some moments. Yes, okay. Okay, you're right. Again, I still don't think the physics of that works. No. Well, and I'm not going to repeat some of the – like, we talked about this all we week we last week. And I am not going to repeat some no, of these conversations. But, like, ew. Yeah. I'm thinking ew. that they I'm, – I'm wondering if they sat down with Garth and, like, okay, you did this in, this in the comics. What else did you want to do? Right. How far you, can we push this? Yes. And, how much more over the top was there something you wanted to do? I don't know if this was something that he sat down and he's like, hey, guys, I didn't do this, but I really want to see what happens. Well, I mean, there's still so, it's not as it's not as structured as it was before, but there's still some version of the comic book code in place. Yeah, but it, they don't follow it. No, but like I said, it's not as structured as it used no, to be. Did you not. see me stick that microphone yeah, up my nose? Oh, right. God. Right? You're so excited about this. <laughs> um, I think 
I think that there would have been like protests and things. Oh, I think have. it would have been chaos in, in if they had put that scene as it appeared in the show in comic book form. I like, mean, to like, be fair, what they did the lamplighter. I mean, it's not too far from. I mean, they yeah. Anyway. It was so disgusting. Yeah, it's kind of it was. It was. It was great. We, oh my god! So the <laughs> other the other big story uh, I haven't gotten into it too much is the Star Trek. Right, uh, love, love, strange new world. Strange new world is very old school, both next gen and classic. Yeah, and the characters are fun. I'm I love that Kirk's dad's in this. So good. Which was a neat twist. I'm curious how much higher they can get. Anson Mount's hair. I mean, Pike has got the quaff going on, right? They, have you seen the most recent episode? I'm, are you on, still... I'm on episode three right now. Okay, so uh, last week's episode, that hair is even higher. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the pompadours that just won't quit. It's amazing. No, this is awesome. Yeah. So I love his hair. Like, his hair is wild. So fantastic hair. You know, I'm not much for casual contact. Like I don't hug people. Right. I don't uh, all that stuff. But I think if I came face to face with Anson Mount, I might actually touch his hair. Like I might just be like, oh, because it just looks so. <laughs> it's just so tall and gray, and it just looks like it's. Yeah, not like that. <laughs> One of just, us. Just a little like the way you pet a new cat. Just. Okay. Just a little. I want to touch his hair. I the thing I love about Strange New Worlds is how um, you and I talk all the time about how um, <coughs> in fandom people are like, "Well, we want something new, but don't you dare change right. it." And somehow that has happened in Strange New Worlds. It really brings the the vibe of TOS back to the forefront. I love Monster of the Week. I have nothing against um, like long story arcs, but. Sometimes it gets a little arduous. And it so does. these Monster of the Week, like true episodic moments, uh, have been missing from TV lately. And it's just For it's so great. This is, again, very well thought out science oh, fiction. Yeah. It's not preachy. It's fun. And I'm really, like you said, I, I dig Monster of the Week. Mm-hmm. Give me a good mm-hmm. Monster of the Week story. A little like, kind of overlapment so that we acknowledge what happened, what what didn't happen, and and move forward. I really I really dig it. I love the callbacks, mm-hmm. like the old Trek mythology. Like you just get little peeks of it. And that woman who's playing Nurse Chapel, she is a doll. I she is so funny. Her performance is right on it. She's yes. adorable. I love that. I love it. I can't wait for her to hit the con circuit because I want. Right. I'm crushing. I'm crushing she's, hard on her. I'm like, adorable. oh my god! Um, I'll put on some pointy ears for her, right? You. <laughs> <Ew. laughs> um, yeah, it's just so, it's so interesting. I really, I'm really enjoying it. So, with that in mind, and we've got two topics to talk about. Okay. One, of course, is Obi Wan Kenobi, Woo-hoo! as we're in Episode Four now, and we get kind of. We've gotten a very interesting Obi-Wan to this point where right. he's kind of rediscovering himself. He That's is. the best way that I can put it because I know the writing has not been 
Okay, so the I've best. I have been sitting on this for a month. All right, right, because it hadn't quite started yet. The last time I was in the studio, right. and okay, <clears throat> so what you have to consider about Obi Wan Kenobi is what leads him to Tatooine. All of the events, the last Clone Wars episodes up until the end um, of episode three, happens in five days. That whole chunk of story, Anakin falling, murdering the younglings, going into hiding, blah, 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 Mustafar, all of that happens in five days. So... Obi-Wan is seriously traumatized. It's not like there's a Jedi therapist hanging around. Well, there was, but he's hanging from the rafters. (laughs) This massive amount of stuff happens over five days. And that's bound to any one of those things. Losing a loved one, losing, you know, your whole way of life. All of these things individually are bound to make someone bonkers. But it happened all at once. It happened all. All at once to Obi Wan, so, and now he's out in the desert. Only one peop- only one guy knows who he is and doesn't want to talk to him. So Obi Wan is traumatized, has no friends to discuss what went on with, and is just stewing in it. Well, I mean, there is that one Tuscan Raider support group. Well, wait, I'm, no, 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 no. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, 10 years, he's a Jedi, they, they, they're not supposed to dwell, they're not supposed to, they're I supposed know, to move forward, but I think him cutting himself off from the Force yeah. is also one of the major contributors to him stuck in right. that it's, moment. He's it's not, not at all. he's not moving forward. It's not at all surprising that that happened, because, I mean, think of... Everybody has has trauma. Think of the worst thing that ever happened to you. You don't you don't have to articulate. It. Just think about the worst thing that ever happened to you. And now take away your entire support system. And now you have to. So you have no one to to work through it with. And you are complete. You have to leave your house. You have no support system, and you have to work through this entirely on your own. Right. When you are full of guilt and fear. I'm not. I'm not surprised he cut himself off from the force. So there are a few key elements that I'm waiting to see happen. Leia is annoying as hell to me. I really I love her. Why? Well, unsurprisingly, I'm pro precocious, assertive little girls. You Can know? we not get a child that knows how to run? She's got this kind of. I can't believe you're picking on a little girl. Why? How can you not figure I'm going to pick on a little girl? If you're no, well, because I didn't realize that you were a monster. I'm not going to eat her. <laughs> she just needs to learn how to run. That's this all I'm probably saying. Probably her first job. Were you perfect at your first job? Well, as no. a matter of fact, yes. No. <laughs> For the record, we have Tawan's <laughs> son, and we're like. Can you show us how you run? And he runs like the Flash. Because everybody is exactly the same? I'm just saying. (laughs) I did like the throwbacks that they had her in, like, various costumes of older Leia. We saw the Bespin outfit. We saw the Endor outfit. So it's kind of fun. But there's some holes, and I'm not talking about her running. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> there's some major holes that are coming out of this because she's she's not supposed to know the Force. She's not supposed to know about Jedi. She's not supposed to know about Obi Wan. Do you remember everything from when you were ten? Yes, as a matter of fact, and well, that's not me being precocious. But I'm still thinking she's going to take a blow to the dome, or she's going to get forced and forget again. She's experiencing high levels of trauma. Oh. She was kidnapped and like a Have couple you seen of times. This girl, she is just <laughs> all business. She she's going to also. Remember. She's very young, and her you know she is going to start down the path of rebel leader now. You know, when she gets home, Bill Organa is going to start teaching her about, you know, the rebellion and things like that. And so I think um, maybe you're right. Maybe she's going to get a head injury, but I think maybe other, God, I think maybe other things are going to. What's wrong with you over there today? I'm just, you really are on I the just sauce, got aren't you? So, I just got so excited uh, to talk about Star Wars. I'm surprised the Sith. And everybody has not gone down to Organa's house and, like, you knew a Jedi, you're done. And they just cart his ass off in chains. He's he's the leader of the planet, though, and they... The doesn't em- matter. You know a Jedi. The Empire so is too large lonely. to manage without the assistance of the local rulers. Well, I guess that's true. So... But still, he knew, he knew a Jedi. Prove it. <clears throat> He Lots showed. He showed up. You don't have of, to prove it. Lots he of people up. knew Jedi. I mean, we're only ten years out from the fall of the Republic, so I know most people know <laughs> knew a Jedi. Guess that's true. I I'm excited to see how this ends. I have a feeling we will see Qui Gon show up. I think so too. Because um, my theory was one of two things: he was either going to go to Yoda to help snap him out of it. Or he's going to finally reconnect with the Force and Qui-Gon's going to come back in, right? you know, form and snap him out of it. What I love about revisiting these, these time periods that we already know about is that we haven't seen what happened. Like, we knew Obi-Wan was on Tatooine for right. 20 years, but um, we didn't see what he was doing in that time period. And so... We get the benefit of knowing what happens without ever having seen it happen. And so that's pretty, I think that's pretty great. And he's going to, I think he's going to, God, I'm so close to this microphone today. You can move it. I you think know that, he's right? going <laughs> to. I'm just going to. It just. I'm just going <laughs> to. Sorry. That's so gross. I'm Smells sorry. like Cheerios. Um, <laughs> he's going to have an encounter that. He's already starting to feel the force. Well, with what we saw in the fourth episode, I mean, it was about damn time. I was just like, come on, do something. And he's he's, he's slowly working back in. And that moment where he encounters the inscription by Quinlan Voss on the on the hidey hole wall. Yeah. I mean, we all know. Underground Railroad. Yeah. We all know that Quinlan Voss was not. Obi-Wan Kenobi's favorite guy. No, they butted heads, but we don't know the end of his story because he disappears in Clone Wars. Exactly. And I honestly thought we were going to see him frozen with the other the other. That Jedi. was so upsetting. Like that, that was awesome. Are you kidding me? Well, it just reliving the massacre at the temple was upsetting because I just, you know, murdering babies is not 
okay by me. Are you um, sure? I'm sure. Okay. Uh, and then seeing and then seeing the youngling frozen in that. Um, it looked like they caught him when he was pooping. I know. He just got a poor little guy. Um, are they? Did they maintain those Jedi for midichlorian count as part of the Emperor's cloning? project or are they trophies like what's what's the story what's up with that well you saw in that one room where the uh third sister comes in the wall was all decorated with sabers i know i know and i was just like oh yeah you vile bastards that made me so i have this long-held theory that uh moff gideon is a clone from the mandalorian um i don't know that that's true but that is my own theory i i have evidence that supports that in my own mind. Um, so seeing those cloning tanks, like we did in the Mandalorian, like we did um, here in Obi-Wan Kenobi, it just, that reinforces it for me. And I, I'll admit I may be barking up the wrong tree here, but all of those things fit with my theory. And it might be right because of everyone saying that they thought all the moths, because most of them got wiped out on the first Death Star. Right. Because that's where all of them were. Mm-hmm. So for him to be around that far after it does, because I think what we're getting, and I mentioned this solo last week, was I think we're getting the heir to the Empire story, but it's focused on Grogu instead, instead of Luke. Right. So right. they're trying to clone Grogu, and they're kind of modifying that story. So Grand uh, uh, Grandmaster Saboth might show up, and maybe these Jedi are clones that they're trying to turn into Inquisitors. And I, I, there's a lot of questions, and it's a lot of cool fan theory out there. I'm interested in the Third Sister's backstory as well. I'm starting... Oh, she's a total Jedi. Total kid that was yeah, at the... That's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's exactly where I was going. She was one of the younglings that was kidnapped into that. and Yeah. She's got a grudge against Anakin. That's for damn sure. Obi-Wan? I think, I think it's both. I think she, she knows who Vader is. And I think she's trying to get into a position to take Vader out because, I mean, he slaughtered all her friends. That's true. I very selfishly had been hoping uh, when we saw the temple early on in Kenobi that we were going to get a little peek of what happened to Grogu. But I don't think that's going to happen. No. Unfortunately. Um, (laughs) We'll see. We've got two episodes left for Kenobi. Okay. So I saw a thing this morning. It's total unsubstantiated rumor. Okay. Season two. Of Obi-Wan? Yep. Not going to happen. No? No. Okay. Like I said, completely unsubstantiated Not rumor. Not going to happen. They said this. Well, t- my sources flat right out said this is this is a one and done. And you really have I know, it out for that I'm microphone just, today. Ooh. Um. It's really interesting because Ewan McGregor seems to love playing Obi-Wan. Of course he does. Have you seen the fan pictures from Star Wars Celebration a few weeks ago, though? He looks like he would rather chew glass than stand with the nerds taking pictures. Now, he's not making a mean face, and he's, no, a, he's a handsome he's fella. He's not very enthusiastic, But he though. just is He had little... my face yesterday. Just you had a mean face yesterday. I don't know if what happened to you. I don't but know either. You looked angry. Why <laughs> <laughs> do we have angry Smurf? Even Matt was like, Smurf. I know. Take a break. I know. Take a vacation. No, not what I'm saying. <laughs> you just looked so mad. Shit. 
I don't know if you were mad, but you looked. Really I wasn't. Mad. That was the funny thing. I wasn't mad. It was a good Monday. Well, it's sort of a good Monday. Anyway, all right. Um, I would love to see it, but I don't know how you fit it into canon. I don't know how you slip that in there. Well, they've trashed a lot of the history, so it well, doesn't matter have. anyway. I mean, we're ten years, <laughs> and we've got another what thirteen mm-hmm. till New Hope, roughly. And Dar- and in that section, s- s- we get Darth Maul coming back for his final. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Show me your scar, Darth Maul. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. I wouldn't mind Darth Maul popping up in this, but I don't think we're going to see it with two episodes left. Well, I thought he was confirmed for that. I don't know. I honestly don't. I mean, at this point. So... I've always said that Darth Maul is going to be the catalyst for Obi-Wan coming back to the Force because he, you know, they have that history anyway. Right. And Darth Maul murdered Satine right in front of him, and that is definitely an open wound. And so I think they're going to have an encounter, although that doesn't uh, – willingly admit that doesn't jive with the Rebels storyline because Darth Maul didn't know where Obi-Wan was until Ezra Bridger brought him to tattooing. But maybe they encounter each other out in the universe. Out in the wild? Yeah. I have a theory. And I, and I, and it's only recently that I've kind of built this up out of the show with Obi-Wan having a brother. Mm-hmm. And maybe with his reconnection to the Force, if they were to do a second series. Obi-Wan goes looking for looking his brother. Looking for his brother. That would be the only story that I could see them trying to shoehorn in here. But except, other than that, I don't I don't see it. Except we know from New Hope that Obi-Wan keeps turning up at uh, the Lars farm trying to train Luke. Because Luke, in episode four, knows... He knows who he is. Obi-Wan. And so I think he has, he has this reconnection to the force and then recommits to his mission of training Luke and starts being a nuisance on the moisture farm. So I think that's what I would like to see. Go away, you crazy old man. Right? <laughs> oh, God, we've got Jedi and the evaporators again. Shit, I hate when you know, it's funny. I had friends staying with me last week, and uh, one of them asked what the podcast was. And I was like, well, it's basically me and Smurf arguing about Star Wars. <laughs> Adequate description. So I'm, I'm glad to keep that, keep keep that alive. <laughs> uh, so the next question, and I've been saving this, and I've been teasing it for weeks waiting for you two to show up. Oh, my God. Vadim <laughs> doesn't even know what the question is. You, I, I do. I snuck it on you so you can kind of – plan because I I realized something that you hadn't watched this particular set of films I've seen one I've seen I've seen them all now but before the weekend I hadn't so the question (laughs) Smurf love the show here's my question there's a bunch of other stuff but I'm just going to skip that here's my question how many times did Marty McFly die and Back to the Future. <laughs> now, I laughed my ass off when I first read this yes, question. You did. Yes, you did. But then, much to my dismay, I sat and I thought about it. And I'm like, well, son of a bitch. They've got something. <laughs> Upon my 
exploration <laughs> upon the web, there actually are groups that have theories based on this very same question. And it makes Back to the Future a very dark film. And it yes. does have a very Rick and Morty element it to does. it. It does. So the theory is that Marty has died a few times yes. in the franchise, in the films. And Doc uses the DeLorean to, to go f- correct to it. To fix it. Yeah. I know that in the first one, there really isn't a moment that he can, that, that Marty would die. I, I feel like there's two. In the first film? Yes. Okay. Keeping score now. Okay. Um, I feel like when Grandpa hits Marty with the car is potentially I one. did say that one, yeah. But I don't know how Doc would save him on that one. By realigning George. Okay. I think that maybe, you know, Doc Brown came along, like, 80s Doc Brown came along and was like, hey, look at that cute girl who dresses and undresses with her window open. You know, like, I think I think there was some... Okay. Because Doc finesses other people like that. Like, sure. I, I'm explaining it rather bu- bluntly, but he does finesse people into doing what he needs. What he needs. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's different than like, ah, oh, do my evil bidding. But there's a little, you know. Evil Doc Brown. Yeah. So I think that's what, that's what stood out for me. And then obviously the Libyans, because Doc, 50s Doc, makes a big show of. I'm adjusting the time the the time machine to this period. Have you met Marty? He's not going to do what you've asked him to do. Like he hasn't cooperated yet. Why would this Why would be the moment that he was like, "Oh yeah, okay." Um, and there could be a couple of times with the Libyans because mm-hmm. I mean, all of a sudden the photo booth is like right. The photo booth is in the and um, as a child of the eighties, I know perfectly well that those photo booths were in the middle of mall parking lots. But um, also, they've got this wide open parking lot that's big enough for a DeLorean to hit eighty eight miles an hour without any right <laughs> without any issue. So that the placement of that photo booth is. It's suspicious. It is. So it's very interesting, and I'm, I'm, I agree with you on both, and I don't have an additional one to add just because of the film, because we know Doc died. Right. And Marty fixes it. So yes. it's not how many times Doc dies. It's how many times Marty. How many times Marty yeah. dies. Now, in the second film, there is quite a body count on Marty. So <laughs> I had never seen two and three before. Uh, I don't know why. I enjoyed the first one. I th- I have no accounting for it. But I'm missing, like, I only recently saw Ghostbusters <laughs> for the first time. So- I'm missing these. And it's because I've never liked to go to the movies that much. So I like movies, but I like watching them at home. You're right, because so, there's nothing that you can um, bring a movie home and watch it on or or order it. Well, now there are, but so when we were kids, when these movies first came out, like, I didn't see Goonies until I was 30. Oh, my God. So, like, I'm missing some of this pop culture from from that era. And I, like I said, I have no idea why I hadn't seen them before. But I saw them over the weekend, and they are not my favorite films. <laughs> <laughs> the second one is a bit, is a bit of rough around the edges. It, that was bonkers. <laughs> that was that was 
bonkers. The girl's different right out of the gate. Um, to be fair, she did get fired. I don't. No, I thought her mother was sick. Or something. I, I thought I don't she. Know. Anyway, anyway, anyway. But that is. Can we get Elizabeth's shoe? It probably was less jarring with the with the time in between the releases, but I was watching them back to back. And so it was very noticeable and very jarring. Um, And I don't do high levels of convenience. I don't like that. I think it's lazy and a little sloppy. And so the fact that one of the first things that Marty sees in 2015, oh my God, is this almanac. Like it's too, like that whole thing, you know, Biff, remembers the time machine and marty sees the almond it's too convenient it 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 doesn't sit well with me all right so so for sure marty i've got at least two deaths yes me too if not maybe three because i think Billy Zane hits Marty so hard outside Biff's casino in the head. I think that that is one for sure. That Billy Zane is really rough with Marty. Well, I, and I think a couple of them, because I'm going to bet in Biff's palace, he probably gets it a couple times. Yeah. For sure. I think Biff probably shoots him. Probably. And somehow they fixed that like you know they messed with the gun or something like that so we'll mark that one for sure when he takes the gainer off of the right? casino for sure he died on that one. right because how would doc know to fly the delorean right right there. where marty is going to be because yeah. he has not contacted him yeah he has no idea where he is except for oop marty goes splat <laughs> 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 Marty Marty cake Aww. all over the street. So I'm I'm betting there. And then of course Biff hits him with the car. Yes. Again. Yes. So how would Doc again come in with the DeLorean? He has the ribbon that he drops down to pick Marty up. Oh yeah. And and fly back to the future. We're back to the past. So I'm really betting that those are those for sure. So we're up to five, right? Uh, four. 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 Okay, four. Four times. Okay. Unless you can think of something else, Vadim, you got anything? You guys are blowing my mind. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge Back to the Future fan, but I've never thought about this. Never thought, and I neither did I when I got the question. I'm just like, eh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. I mean, there might be. There might be something when they go back and he's in the leather jacket and he's got the hat that maybe the guys would get a hold of him. Right. You know, or when they come out and he gets hit in the face. Oh, what about that pond? What if that pond outside the courthouse initially was more shallow? Because he just jumps in there. He does just jump in there. I'm just stretching now. I'm just. I mean, there's the potential. I mean, or. Griff did hit him with the baseball bat. Griff did hit him with. I don't know if you've ever been hit with a baseball bat. Yes. It's not. It's not pleasant. No. It hurts. Mine was accidental, by the way. Like people are well, not chasing played. me with baseball I, bats. I, I was playing I mean, sports. They might, and they now it was that funny. I've that I've said mean things right. about Back to the Future, but so, yeah. <laughs> bunch of nerds are going to be at the studio, right? So we'll go with an, we'll go with an even five. Okay. At least for the second film. Okay. The third film, I have. <laughs> I have two. 
that movie is ridiculous. You and I share the one, the one where Marty is gets shot down and yes, yeah. because I think when he gets caught mm-hmm. and Mad Dog hoists him in front of City Hall. Yep. About time we had a hanging. <laughs> How did Doc know to bring the gun with the super powerful telescope? Scope? Right. Right we never then. see that gun yeah. for the rest of the film. We didn't see it before. Didn't and we didn't see, see it again. No. So honestly, I think he probably biffed it there. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to say he died before he got, or right when he got to the McFly farm. Right. Because I think those two moments are the most obvious. Obvious. Just simply because it only I feel, too opportunistic. I feel like there's likely a death surrounding the putting the DeLorean on railroad wheels because, oh my god, well, that was ridiculous. I, I ridiculous. Yes, and I don't. I and I was trying to think of where they could reset that, but I don't. I don't know where you would. Definitely the dance. Yeah, I think Marty probably. Right. Got got smoked there <laughs> for sure. That something happened. So is it seven? That puts us total t- uh, ten. 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 I got ten. I got it at ten. Okay. Unless you can think of something else in the Wild West. No, because I was just getting... Oh, so there's a lot of value to seeing some of these pop culture things in the moment. Right. And since I didn't... I'm I'm experiencing it very differently than than you did. Yes. And so I got really Or Vadim, Vadim's right, favorite right. films and he's I love you Vadim. He's <laughs> Don't hit me with he's the bat. He's <laughs> sitting there smoldering right now um, like I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And and again, you know, my my mantra for this episode is just because it isn't my favorite thing doesn't mean you're wrong for liking it. It just I was getting really frustrated with it and I bailed out before the end of 3 and put down Nabby on. <laughs> Can't be friends anymore. I'm oh sorry. My God. I'm sorry. It just so wrong. It was just becoming really irritating and really ridiculous. And I do that. So my favorite K drama actor, my Korean boyfriend, is in this science fiction show on Netflix, and I watched two episodes because the math on that show wasn't working out for me. And I'm not saying that everything has to be 100 percent accurate scientifically all of the time, but when you have these glaring problems like the DeLorean on the train tracks and and, and the mysterious you know, super heavy water that doesn't exist quite yet um, it just it just really bugs me and I can't continue but then I was punished for that because the new Downton Abbey movie made me cry so much like huge heaving weeping uh, that I got sent to my room to lay down and calm down <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Sunday was a hard day for me. <laughs> you call yourself a nerd. I am a nerd. So, and I'm sure there's probably a lot of listeners out there like you just absolutely ruined Back to the Future for me. Well, you, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ruin it for people. Um, and again, you're not wrong for liking it. I just didn't. I didn't like the other two movies. And then that made me think of this thing. I've encountered this before, but I have a question for you. Oh, all right. 
and we can talk about it today or we can ruminate on it. Your choice. Okay. Does Indiana Jones really need to be in the Raiders of the Lost Ark? No. Or does the whole thing can happen with or without him? Yes. Isn't that fascinating? It is. Like, I asked Jeremy that question, and he's like, well, but, oh, wait. No, because the Nazis were going to open the chest anyway. And, like, the whole thing, like, Indiana Jones is completely <laughs> extraneous to that movie. The only, <laughs> the only purpose... The only purpose that Indiana Jones serves in the first film is that he saves the girl. But she is quite competent. She is, but... And would have saved herself anyway. Maybe? You're you're dealing with Nazis and semi-automatic weapons, and she's half in the bag. She is half in the bag, but the local people were trying to help her anyway. Not during the fight they weren't. Well, she closed she, the bar in the. Well, Nazis when she come gets in. kidnapped, like she she was going to get but kidnapped. But she would have. She would but never in, the, that in far. the desert, she that that's what I'm talking about. She would have gotten away from them in the desert. If anything, Indiana Jones helps them find the ark because yes. they're digging in the wrong spot. Exactly. That was my point. Exactly because they would have continued to dig in the wrong place without him. Mm-hmm. So exactly. So other than making it worse, yes, he compounds the <laughs> he, problem. He doesn't need to be in his own movie. No, and I still maintain she would have. She would have. Marion. Marion would have saved herself in the I'm, desert. I'm fifty fifty on that. I'd have to rewatch because if you take him out of it and they show up, maybe they would have left her alive. But I mean. Because I don't even know that they would have found her in Asia without... They were following him. He went right to her. They had the clues about her dad. But when he showed up, they were like, oh, let's follow him and see where... Maybe. Yeah. I'd have to, I have to rewatch that to see. Okay. But, yeah, he has no... <laughs> if anything, he makes it worse. Yeah. Way to go, Andy. We definitely ruined that for people. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone else is just like... <laughs> So we'll end it on a bright side because everybody loves Shark Week. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> what a segue. Because today's champion is tomorrow's shark bait. <laughs> <laughs> Does Marty tussle with a fish? No, he no. doesn't. No. No. no, not at all. Uh, July 24th on the Discovery Channel will be the premiere of Shark Week. I love Shark Week. Do you really? I do. Shark Week is great. <laughs> They're so fascinating. I love sharks. Do it's you, like that seems so incongruous to me. Really? Yeah. Right. I don't think like you're an animal hater. I just don't. Like, oh no! You don't talk about animals. <laughs> so. I mean, deadliest catch is great when I can finally catch up on it. Oh Red's way God. up. On yeah. That, but yeah, Crazy. that's her Super Bowl. She con- constantly says that. Deadliest catch is her is her sport her Super Bowl. That's amazing. I didn't. So you're learning things. Today. I am. Oh my gosh. So not only did Red single handedly take out BTS, right? But she's. But she likes the deadliest catch. Deadliest catch. So is it just that show, or is it fishing in general? Like, does she watch fishing on no, cable? No, just that show. Just that show. Okay. Just that show. Okay. Does she fish no. in reality? No. Okay. At least. No. Do you? No. <laughs> That's what I thought. But I no. Gotta ask. <laughs> Just serve it to me. I don't want to catch it. 
We had this conversation last night about chickens, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to raise chickens. I don't, I, I'm fine with it just being served up. I don't want to go out there after the four or five years of good egg laying and then, you know. No, I'm not. That's not me. I used to want to raise chickens, and first thing is I would have just left them alive regardless of their production. <laughs> like, they would all have names. And I wanted to raise chickens um, until I found out that hens can have this condition called egg binding, whereas the egg gets stuck while they're laying it. And then if you don't, if you don't like, rush them to the vet within minutes, it's like, they die this horrible, painful death. And, you know, I grew up in a city. I didn't see a live rooster until I was almost until I was older than 40. I mean, I saw them on TV. Like, I know what roosters look like, but I hadn't seen a live one until I was a lot older. And so I'm not prepared for, I like the idea of like farm animals and being a little more self-sufficient and stuff like that, but I'm not prepared at all to care for them. (laughs) Some days my dog is challenging. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. Anyway, chickens. Chickens, and on that bombshell. <laughs> don't trust what chickens say. That's all we, that is the bombshell. There, on that bombshell, don't trust Never what chickens trust have to say. Chicken. Never trust a chicken. Okay, but you were saying Shark Week. Shark Week. It's great. Okay. I, that was it? That was it. <laughs> July 24th. <coughs> all right. All righty, then. And on that bombshell, we shall say goodbye. Uh, give us a like. Give us a share. Please tell all of your friends about your dirty little secret that we are because we just like to entertain people. Yes. But in the meantime, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind. See you at International Sushi Day, guys. Woo!